Welcome to OTR, Over the Rainbow, Achieving Mental Health for Real. This podcast is designed to help with your recovery from any mental issue you are up against. The show strives to give you information that really, for real, works. The podcast interviews real people that have recovered or are managing their mental health. We also talk to people that offer suggestions and coping mechanisms you may want to try. Bob Adelman, the host of OTR, shares his 50 years of struggles with mental illness and the techniques of recovery. He is still on his journey, as you can hear in the episode, called Perfect Storm Fighting Demons. So, help him fight this monster called mental illness and the stigma that goes with it. How you doing today? We have a great show lined up. Mr. Kyle Mitchell, also known as Social Anxiety Kyle, he tells a story um, where he has gone from being very shy and insecure and having a lot of social anxiety to being a social competent and confident person. And the story is very interesting. He will give tips on how you can do this if you suffer from social anxiety. So I hope this show helps a lot, and I'm going to get right into it. Okay, thank you. How you doing, Kyle? Doing pretty good, Bob. How's it going? Real good. I'm glad to have you on the show. Um, we talked earlier, and oh, first, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. So, yeah, my name is Kyle. Um, I guess I'm more recognizably known as uh, Social Anxiety Kyle. When it comes to the uh, social media world, um, I struggled with social anxiety for over 10 years, and now I help other people, mainly focusing on teens, go from socially anxious to socially confident. That's pretty much uh, me in a nutshell and kind of what I do. That sounds really good. Um, do you want to tell your story on how you recovered from the social anxiety? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so I mean, just to kind of start from the beginning, I mean, I struggled with social anxiety ever since I was a little kid. Um, I just didn't know what it was at the, at that time until much later, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I see, I grew up uh, going to a really small private school. Um, I had a few, you know, close friends that I was, I was comfortable with and was, you know, functional around. And then, you know, I knew that when I was outside of that circle, I was kind of beside myself and I I was really anxious and very nervous about little things that most people don't get anxious about. Well, uh, you have a partner with me because I, I have that and I fight to overcome it. I don't, I don't feel that I've totally overcome it yet, though. Look ahead. I'm sorry. No, no you're, you're okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, just kind of going to what you said, I, I think everybody has a little, uh, social anxiety part in them. Um, I think, I think some people have that part take control of themselves just more than others, which is, uh, pretty much how I, I grew up with that being in control of my life. Um, I didn't really have to face it until I transferred from that, uh, private school to this very large public school. 
so to just give people some context listening, I transferred from a school with 200 people in it uh, total, a high school, and I transferred to one with 1,600, um, and I knew no one there. Uh, it's the first time I've ever been to a public school, uh, first time I ever rode a bus to school, uh, a lot of firsts. So I, I had a lot of anxiety going to school that very first day. Um, and I remember, you know, getting to school that first day and realizing that the bus dropped me off 40 minutes before my class even started. And I had no idea what to do. Yeah, I didn't know where my classes were. I didn't have like anybody to hang out with for 40 minutes and, you know, shoot the breeze with or whatever. And I felt completely alone. I was extremely anxious about it. Uh, and what I wanted to do was find a way to blend in. So I didn't feel like I had all the spotlight on me. And so what I started doing was I started walking the, uh, the halls in like a big circle every single morning for 40 minutes. And that's what I did. It was basically kind of uh, the same type of environment as like an airport as far as, you know, population size, it kind of felt like that. So I could easily blend in and nobody uh, knew that I was, you know, by myself or alone. So that made me feel a little bit more comfortable for those 40 minutes that I didn't feel like people were judging me as much. So that that's what I did for probably a couple months at least until one day I got on the bus coming home from school and this uh, girl in my on my bus you know kind of called me out in front of everybody and was like why do you why do you walk in circles every day at school she had you know noticed that I did that um, and so I I felt so much shame and embarrassment because of that because and and then also you know my whole plan was ruined like I could no longer walk the school or walk the halls anymore to try to blend in so the next day at school I uh, I show up and like I said I can't walk the halls so I went into the bathroom stall and I would just sit there and cry until school until my first class started and I would just have all these these uh, thoughts come up about myself like you know, why am I not normal? Like, why can't I do this? Why can't I make friends? Like, why is everyone else seeming to have like a easy time with all this? And I am just struggling so much that I was just, you know, having all these thoughts about myself. I wasn't normal and just felt so alone. And that's kind of when I hit my, well, I guess kind of like my first breaking point of, uh, and finally getting to the point where like, okay, I got to talk to somebody about this because I have no idea what to do. And I know I can't go through, just keep feeling like this and holding everything inside. So I started you know, talking to my parents, kind of telling them about what was going on and how I was feeling. And you know, I talked to my school counselor, um, you know, about the same stuff and what I was feeling. And that, that's always my first step to tell to people that are, really in a bad spot and struggling whether it's with social anxiety or your just mental health in general is to go ask for help uh that was by far the best decision i'd made up to that point in my life was just just go ask for help that's a good idea have, have you been diagnosed with any um like adhd or anything like that uh no no i never got diagnosed with adhd or anything like that no Okay, because for me, 
I think a lot of it has to do with my ADHD. I feel like I'm going to make a mistake, and I think that's what causes my anxiety. So um, I just was wondering if you had something like that. No, I've never really struggled with ADHD. Um, I mean, I know people in my family that have and stuff. Uh, for me, it was mostly social anxiety, general anxiety, uh, depression, uh, but nothing with that. Um, but yeah, when you're kind of mixing some okay. different things, you know, everybody's social anxiety looks and feels a little bit different. I mean, I think everybody has kind of like a general uh, feeling about it that everyone can kind of relate to. But uh, but yeah, it's it's experienced differently for for everybody, I believe. That's true. Um, so how did you feel exactly? I mean. Did you just get really tense, or did you feel like you had to leave the room, or what was you feeling like when you had to, when you were like that? Yeah, uh, for me, it was uh, a lot. A lot of physical symptoms. Honestly, I would feel my body just get extremely hot. I mean, if how I always describe it, it feels like a heat wave. Like it would just rise up my body really fast and. I would feel extremely hot. My hands would get very sweaty, um, like, like the palms of my hands. Uh, my heart would would race. I had that a lot. Uh, that that was like the, the main things, you know. And, and you know the the intrusive thoughts and the anxious thoughts, thinking that people around me were judging me constantly for just every little thing possible, anything from how I was talking to how I was walking to class. I felt like people were, you know, judging me just based on doing those little, you know, simple things. And so that, that was pretty much what it was like for me. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so how would you advise a normal, maybe somebody that does have ADHD or just a normal person? Um, well, not that ADHD is not normal, but, um, how would you advise a person to start to get better? What would you say? Uh, you, you had mentioned go to someone else, talk to someone else. Is there other steps that they can follow? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. Step one, no matter what it is, is yeah, go ask for help. Go talk to somebody. Um, just just being able to let everything inside that you may be holding in like I was was such a relief for me, even though there was literally like no action steps that I took, but just me simply expressing out loud how I felt to someone else and kind of sharing my burden or letting it off my back uh, rather was so helpful for me and uh, just feeling that release. Um, and as far as like next steps for if, if you're talking about like social anxiety, um, uh -huh. uh, yeah, I, I kind of have like a three step process on, on what I use or what I did <laughs> use and still use, honestly, uh, to help with social anxiety. Um, number one was and is shower yourself with self love um, and how I do that. That's a good one. Is uh, I advise people to to go stand in the mirror every single morning, look yourself in the face, and speak positive self affirmations to yourself. You know, 
that. I mean, I'll, I'll just list them off that I right. do on a daily basis, but you know, I look at myself in the face and I say, I love myself. You know, I am confident. I've, I've, I'm socially confident when talking to people. I am a good speaker and you can kind of customize them based on, you know, exactly what makes you anxious and what you're trying to achieve and that type of thing. But I, I think that's the step. Yeah, that's positive uh, affirmation. I understand what you're saying exactly. Uh, I don't tend to do that as much as I probably should. Um, but I think it's very helpful. I had um, told my son that he was having a little problem with school and socializing. And I told him that, pretend that on your T-shirt you have something that says, I'm good enough. I'm a good person. And you're just announcing that to the world. And he said that made a big difference. He did that, and it made a difference. Wow, yeah. I mean, I believe it. And props to him for having the courage to wear that. Uh, yeah, I know that was... Yeah. Oh, no, he didn't actually wear it. I said oh, pretend okay. that it says that. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, the, the power of your mind and how you think literally controls how you feel. If you can master that part about your mind, if you can master that mindset part, you can literally choose how you feel. Uh, that's something that I've been spending the past few years on really trying to get better and better at every single day because I've just come to realize it. And one example I like to tell people all the time that the difference between uh, confident people and unconfident people is confident people believe that they're confident. They think they are. They tell themselves that. People who are unconfident, right. they don't believe right. it. They tell themselves that they're not confident. Therefore, they aren't. And that's, I mean, it's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, you don't happen to listen to, I always mention an artist called NF. Yes, I, lo I, I love NF, yes. Okay, I love him. I want to marry him. <laughs> uh, he has he has a point in one of his songs where he mentioned, you know, just what you're saying is that you know you have to look at yourself and say that you're you're good. Um, but so that's like a second step. Is there other uh, steps that a person could follow? Because one of the things I like to do on this show is to really teach people different techniques on helping themselves. That's why I'm asking them so many questions. Like uh, absolutely. That. Yeah. I love you asking questions. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's the first step I tell people. The second step is, uh, well, what I call is find a baby step that you can partake in. Uh, what I did was I found little uncomfortable challenges that could challenge the anxiety I felt in certain situations and do them over and over again until my brain was trained to realize I don't need anxiety in this situation. So, for example, um, my first ever uncomfortable challenge for me was to, when I was in college, was to raise my hand one time in every single class and answer or ask a question. Because I knew I felt a whole lot of anxiety every time I did this. It made me extremely uncomfortable. But I also knew, like, on the outside, you know, looking at it from the outside, like, there's not really a reason for me to have anxiety in that situation. Like, I'm not in danger. Um, you know, I am in no harm. 
literally my anxiety from that is coming from perceived judgments of other people that are almost more than likely not true, but it's stuff that I'm making up in my head. So that's what I started doing was I started raising my hand and I did this over and over and over again. And it was really hard at first. So, I mean, I would kind of like those symptoms that I was telling you earlier, you know, feeling that heat wave and my heart race. And I felt that every single time for a while and I kept doing it. And after about six weeks or so, my, I, had literally trained my brain to realize like, Oh, I don't need to be anxious in this moment. Like Kyle is safe. He does not need my help with this anxiety right now. And I I promise you after doing that for about six weeks or so, I did not feel anxiety doing your raising my hand and asking questions and stuff like that. I was able to do it multiple times and I, I felt confident about it. And it was all just because of repetition. And I trained my brain to realize that I did not need anxiety in that moment. Because there are times when we do need anxiety. Uh, don't get me wrong. But there are times when we absolutely don't. And I mean, that's pretty much what social anxiety is. It's just having anxiety in times that's it's not necessary for us to have. I mean, anxiety's purpose is to keep us safe when we're in danger. You know, that's when it comes up. Like if you're going back, it's like tribal times. Like if you come across a lion or something, like you should have anxiety there because you just came across with an actual threat. But the difference that I was facing was I was feeling that anxiety of, you know, quote unquote, seeing a lion, except for it was just for me raising my hand. So I had to train my brain to realize, you know, I'm safe in this moment. Let me show you how. Let me show you why I'm safe. So I'm like, you're doing this. Yeah. And that sounds really good. Um, the one thing is with me, uh, I tend to sometimes panic and forget what I'm saying a lot. Uh, do you have any advice for that? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, what I was just about to say was this looks different for everybody. So, what my first challenge may, if you're listening, may look sound way too difficult or hard to do um and it or it may seem like just way too easy of a step maybe that wouldn't give you anxiety at all um but what i always try to tell people is find something that just gives you just like an ounce of anxiety something that you just feel just a little bit that way you can kind of just dip your toe in the anxiety waters um when that that I always like the quote is just waving at a stranger when you're when you're at the car. Like if you're driving by by people on like a two lane road and there's people passing you by, like stick your arm out and wave. I mean, that's just like another example, but do something that's so little with that. But as far as like forgetting your or forgetting what you're saying, like mid, like well, while you're in mid sentence, is that what you're saying? Yeah. I'm sort of talking about something, and then all of a sudden my mind goes blank because I'm so anxious. You know, I have so much anxiety built up. So, Mm. well, I try try to be calm and tell myself, okay, you'll remember it soon enough. And uh, sometimes that works. Sometimes I just kind of say, well, I, I lost my place. I'm sorry. So I think that's a good thing to do is just admit that, you know, you lost your train of thought. 
Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, I think um, a, a lot of that can be, I don't want to say solved, but I, I think a lot of it is like self-love. I mean, the more that you love yourself, the more you can learn to love yourself, the less you care, the less you care about what other people think, the less you care if you mess up. Um, I, I say this in just about every podcast I do uh, when I come on. I don't care if I do terrible on this right now. I mean, I, I could care less if I fumble my words and totally screw up in this podcast, which I hopefully I'm doing okay right now. But if I totally mess up, it's okay because I love myself. At the end of the day, I am okay with me. I love myself. It doesn't just doesn't matter to me. I'm just I'm out here to do my best. And that kind of brings me to my next step, which is to rewarding your effort over your results. I am I am a huge believer in that. I do not like I said, I do not care about the results. All I care about is my effort. I came on here and I'm doing this podcast. Um and, you know, I, I'll i be honest, I felt a little anxious doing this, uh, just coming on this podcast. I have my two-year-old son watch, downstairs watching TV, so I'm kind of, like, anxious about him coming up here and messing up. But I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm just putting in the effort, and the result's the result. I can't control the result, but I know I can control my effort. So that's what I focus on is the thing I can't control because mm. what's the point of focusing on something you can't control? I'm not going to let that dictate how I feel. Right, and also it's an element of facing my fear. Uh, I do a lot of that because I have a lot of fear and anxiety. So I always just do it anyway. And uh, I don't know if you ever saw that movie, Jumanji. Yeah. With Robin Williams. At the very end, he says, my father always told me that you should face your fears. So I believe in that. I, I do things. How anxious I I remember one time, I do have bad depression as well. I was just recovering from like six months of bad depression. And I work in IT, so I had an interview. And I couldn't describe to you how nervous I was, how my body was almost shaking. But I went in and had the interview. I didn't do well, but I went in and I did it. And I think that's half the battle, if you can go and do it. And sometimes that's enough. Sometimes that will make you more confident. Um, you know, that happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, you went out and you you made the effort. Um, once again, like I said, it doesn't really matter. It's just, I don't know how it went. I mean, as long as you went out and did the effort. That's why I said reward your effort, not your result. I always... When I do these little social challenges that I do, I always put a reward-based system in it. So I have something that's kind of like mm-hmm. an extra incentive for myself for uh, completing the challenge. So I, like when I did that one with raising my hand, my reward was, okay, I want to get home from school. I'm going to do an hour of playing Xbox before I start on my homework. Because, uh, you know, back then I, right. I played, I like to play video games, but I was also a extremely disciplined person i always finished all my work before i did any sort of play so that was like an extra incentive for me it was like okay if i just do that if i can do this i can you know i'll i'll go and you know do an hour of xbox before i uh, start on my homework and it's it's helpful not not only as like an incentive but just as to reinforce like doesn't matter about the result it's about the effort and like just to tell yourself like 
good job, pal. Like you went out and you did that. You raised, you raised your hand when you didn't want to, like you did that out of your own will. Like that's incredible. Like awesome on you for doing that. And so it's just a little physical thing you can give yourself. It's rewarding you. And that's what disciplines children as well. They learn from positive reinforcement, not from negative. So when they do something, even if it's small, you should always say to them, oh, that was great. That was really good. Um, yeah. So do you have any more steps? I, I think these are very good. Yeah, that, that's that's my whole uh, three-step process as far as yeah, okay. going from socially anxious to socially confident. Okay. How, how old were you? Did you mention that? I'll be 28 in May. So you're working now or... Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I work from home. <laughs> okay. Can I ask what you work in? Yeah. What kind of, is it a social type of job? Uh, so right now I I, I work uh, just a typical nine to five job. I do some marketing. Um, then I also do a, a lot okay. of stuff with uh, social anxiety, um, mental health speaking, uh some coaching and uh-huh. stuff like that. I'm actually doing a, a TED talk in September. Uh, oh, that's great! Uh, about you know going from socially anxious to socially confident, uh, which was pretty much a, a little right. blip of what I just told you. But yeah, I'm really excited about that. TED is very good for people with ADHD to go up and see some of the TEDx. That uh, I have a couple of videos that are really good. And it explains all about that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's very difficult for someone to go through this process. It takes a lot of courage. And I admire you that you did that. Um, And I just think a lot of people are always just too scared. I I remember... uh, like I played Little League Baseball and I felt very like awkward and shy and and I just really never got over it. I never got to enjoy playing baseball because I was always thinking about you know, what are the parents going to think in the stands and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I'm still a work in progress. Hey, <laughs> we, uh, all when I worked, we all are. We all are in progress for sure. Yeah. When I worked in IT, I was terrified of having a meeting. And what would happen is I'd get adrenaline. And by the time I got to the meeting, I would actually feel better, <laughs> believe it or not. So it's almost like, the, like you said before, the anxiety can help you sometimes. So it might be good to think of it that way, too. That, okay, you'll have anxiety, but when you go do something, it'll be better. It'll pass because that that happens to me a lot. So that's really a, a method that I use a lot. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's probably one thing I, I didn't mention that that I should have is that every time I <laughs> I do these little social challenges, the feeling that I get afterwards from doing them is got got to be the best thing ever. Uh, that's a big reason why yeah. I started doing speaking and speaking about this because speaking terrified me 
I historically have never been good at public speaking. I stuttered the entire time my senior speech in high school. I always felt like a fool. Um, so that's why I started doing speaking. That's why I took a public speaking class in college as an elective because I wanted to get better at it. And every time, yeah, every too. time that I speak somewhere at a school or, uh, you know, at a business, I get the biggest high of my life after doing it. And I assume I would get the same thing after speaking on the, on the TED stage. So, I mean, I just, I just love yeah. that. Yeah, that's terrific. You're going to TED. Um, there's a lot of good information out there. People want to go look at on YouTube. Um, now, you're also a podcaster, correct? Yeah. Uh, what is the name of your show? Uh, it's called The Social Ninjas. Oh, okay. Is there a story behind that? Yeah. Name? So, it's co-hosted by myself and my friend who lives in California. Uh, we both struggled with social anxiety in the past. And so we knew we wanted to do something with mental health. And anyways, uh, after a while, we ended up creating a podcast and, you know, we ended up calling ourselves the social ninjas. Um, but I guess the, the social kind of came from us, you know, both having social anxiety and now being socially confident. Right. And so now we, yeah, we get on yeah. the show and we interview uh, people about their mental health and, just have vulnerable, mm -hmm. authentic conversations, kind of like we're ha what we're having here. Yeah, I mean that's that's beautiful that you do that. Um, you know, my main purpose is to help. Uh, I don't take any money to it. You'll never see a commercial or hear a commercial, I should say. Uh, I I suffered for a lot of years with many problems, and I just want to tell people that they can recover because. I've actually recovered. So how does somebody reach you if they want to reach out to you? Yeah, so I'm mostly active on uh, my Instagram, which is Social Anxiety Kyle. Um, you, know, you can also you know, find us on, on the Social Ninjas podcast. Uh, but yeah, just send me a message on, on Instagram. I'm very responsive. I respond to everybody who messages me. Uh, I just want to help people. Uh, so, that, yeah, that's the main thing. I right. know it's scary to send a message, but... I'll have that on the description of the podcast. Uh, I will have those links to Kyle. Um, is there any, like, uh, last thing you want to say to everybody? Uh, I always give a, a person a chance to, if we, in case we miss something important. Yeah, um... Okay, if you know. No, no, I definitely do. It's uh, very short. Um, your keep care of your mental health and make it just as high of a priority as your physical health. That's kind of like a, a life motto of mine. It's on the back of my uh, yeah. on the back of my business cards. Uh, I think that's so important. I think that's a shift that we need to see in the world and take out. You know, the stigma of mental health. Um, I'm just just a, a big believer in that. I don't think there should be shame in going to your boss and saying, "Hey, I need to. I'm not, I'm going to be in a little bit late tomorrow because I'm going to therapy." But you don't feel any shame about saying you're going to the doctor. Uh, that's what I like to see. We just we just have to tell people like, "Yeah, I'm going to therapy. No big deal." Yeah, that's another thing I I like to do on the show. 
is to come, you know, I actually pretty much am coming out myself. I know we were talking about NF before. He comes out because he tells you everything about his mental issues, like his OCD and all the depression and anxiety. So I think it's important that you're not ashamed of it. You come out, you tell people. I had a friend that I didn't want to tell. I said, I'm doing a podcast. Well, what's it about? And I'd be like, um, I'll tell you later. Or So I resisted for a couple of months, and I finally just said, it's about mental health. And he didn't care. Yeah. Know? It was just me. I was uh, embarrassed about it. But you shouldn't be. Because people, especially younger people, I noticed that the younger crowd has more understanding, you know, because a lot of people are medication now, things like that. So they have a real good understanding of, you know, mental health issues. It's not, you know, you have to be macho anymore, like my father. He had bipolar, but he was undiagnosed. But he had the symptoms. So he could have been helped. And that would help our family a lot. So I encourage people, you know, to always work on yourself as much as you can. Like, I don't do, I don't do those affirmations, and I should. I'm going to start doing them. Uh, you inspired me. So, well, I mean, you did an excellent job of, of going over the uh, what you did to get over your social anxiety. And I really appreciate you coming on the show and doing that. And you were an excellent guest and uh, all the luck in the future. And, you know, have a great day. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. And I, like I said, I, I love helping people. So even if, you know, this only helps one person, um, well, actually I feel like I've already had a success. I inspired you to do self affirmation. So I feel pretty good. So, That's right. Um, yeah, you know, I love good. talking about this stuff. I think it's super important. And thank you for doing a podcast on mental health. You know, thank you for fighting against, you know, that uh, perceived judgment you had with your friend that you thought they might be yeah. judging you for, you know, doing a podcast on mental health. And you still did it anyway. So uh, I admire yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, I'm resilient. Um, if I get knocked in the mat, I get up. I keep getting up. I get punched. I get up. And that's what you have to be, um, you know, when you have these types of issues that I have. I have to be resilient because I'm always making mistakes, just little mistakes. But I have to tell myself, it's like baseball. Baseball is a game of mistakes. You make errors. You, You don't bat, you know, your percentage is low in batting. So, you know, I love baseball and I think, Part of it is because you can't make mistakes in baseball. And a lot of times in life, people think they can't make a mistake, but they can. And they can learn from that mistake. And that's very important. Very important. Yeah. So, again, thank you so much for doing the show. And uh, have a great, a great day. You too. Thank you. So that's social anxiety Kyle, now social confident Kyle, also known as Kyle Mitchell, a really nice kid. Well, he's not a kid anymore. I think he's around 20, mid-20s. I really enjoyed this show. I think it will really help people. I hope so.
if you listen closely to his steps, I think it can help you. So try it. What do you got to lose? Okay, um, everybody knows my contact over the rainbow bob dot at gmail.com. My Twitter is over the rain one bow and my uh, um and my Facebook and Instagram just search for OTR achieving mental health for real. Also, if you like, I have put up a small YouTube site in anticipation of a show that we're going to do on YouTube live. I think that's going to come up a couple shows from now. I have one more show. Hopefully, I'll get it out next week. And then we'll go live with someone. I don't know who yet, but we'll see. Okay. Um, okay, so that's really all I have. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Have an excellent day and night. Bye-bye.